just like that, we are back. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of Above the Mean, a podcast about individuals actively working to cultivate their mindset, to pursue their passions, and pushing themselves to be better than the standard in order to stand out. I'm your host, Veronica Thompson. Now, in this episode, I want to talk about confidence, why it's important, how to build your self-confidence, and my solo adventures, as well as what they've taught me, and just so much more. I know I talked about doing setting boundaries for this episode, but I realized you can't set boundaries with anyone else before you set boundaries within yourself and before you actually have that belief in yourself which is essentially what confidence is so without further ado let's get into it what is confidence well the merriam-webster definition defines it as a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities Confidence can mean and be a lot of things to a lot of different people. Some think it lies somewhere on the thin line between pride and ego, but confidence and ego are actually two very different things. Confidence is faith in yourself and your abilities, whereas ego operates out of self-interest and demands to be seen as right, so it resists any feedback or criticism. Whereas confidence stems more so from within and is the result of repetition, practice, and resilience. Self-confidence is linked to all the major elements needed to having a happy and fulfilling life. When you're more confident, you exhibit less fear and anxiety making it easier for you to silence that voice in your head that's whispering all those limiting beliefs and all the reasons why you can't or shouldn't do something. And now if you've suffered from low self-esteem, you probably are familiar with rumination. Rumination is the tendency to mull over worries and perceived mistakes, replaying them in your head over and over again. By filling yourself up with confidence, you'll be able to break the cycle of overthinking and quiet those inner critic thoughts. When you're more confident and when you exhibit more self-confidence, you have greater motivation. You feel more energized to pursue your projects and goals that mean so much to you. You're more resilient. Confidence gives you the skills and coping methods to better handle setbacks and failures, which is crucial for any self-growth journey. You'll begin to understand and truly appreciate how failure and mistakes lead to growth. Confidence also helps to improve relationships. It might seem counterintuitive, but when you have more self-confidence, you're actually less focused on yourself. We've all been guilty of walking into a room and thinking they're all looking at me. They all think I'm looking a little busted and that every word I say is stupid. But the truth is, people are so wrapped up in their own thoughts and worries. When you get out of your own head, you'll be able to genuinely engage with others. 
you'll enjoy your interactions more because you won't be comparing yourself to others. And because of this, you'll be in a much more relaxed state, which will help put others at ease, helping to forge those deeper connections. Self-confidence can also help you to gain the skill of having deeper empathy. When you're fully present, you're more likely to notice that your friend seems to be a little down and that she needs a shoulder to cry on. When you're not so preoccupied with your own self-doubt, your own self-worry, you can be the person who reaches out to help others. But most importantly, when you have self-confidence, you have a stronger sense of authentic self. By disassociating your worth from others' validations and placing it onto yourself and your inner confidence, you take away the power that others hold over you. Like I mentioned in last week's episode, learning to love ourselves. We focus way too much on other people and how they perceive us exerting our own energy to feel someone else's. Having self-confidence, simply put, is believing in yourself. In 2011, Brony Ware published a book about her time as a hospice care nurse. She documented the five biggest regrets of people on their deathbed. The number one regret of people about to pass was, I wish I had the courage to live a life more true to myself and didn't worry so much about what others expected of me. You can unpack a lot from that, but to me, the biggest takeaway is in order for us to be our most authentic versions, we must listen to our inner voice. A lot of time, we don't feel confident because we're desperately seeking validation from others. We ask ourselves, what will people say? What will people think? How will they react to what I feel? We've been conditioned this way by society to ask everyone everything. If you think about it, we put our lives on the internet for people to look at and comment on. We ask others to validate our life and our experiences through a simple like. But instead, we should be searching for that validation from within ourselves. That's why it's so important we get to know ourselves. When we start to find certainty and awareness around our own likes and dislikes, what we feel works for us, what doesn't, that helps build a sense of confidence. When we spend time with a lot of people, we're surrounded by multiple different ideas, opinions, expectations. It can cloud our own voice inside. But when you set aside time for yourself, you can ask yourself these deeper questions. Ask yourself how you truly feel about something and what your genuine beliefs are. Then you can act on the internal certainty rather than all of the external uncertainty. I mean, if you can believe it or not, I used to be incredibly shy. Like I'm talking, I remember going, getting sent to the guidance counselor in middle school to discuss my quietness and introverted tendencies. And it wasn't the fact that I think I was shy. I think it was more so the fact that because I was raised kind of like an only child due to the large age gap between me and my sister, I didn't really I didn't really hang out with too many of my peers. Like I was very used to kind of my own solitude, which I feel like I didn't mind. Like I would watch movies and hang out with my parents, but like like I said I was used to being around adults. Therefore when it came to 
interacting with people my own age at that time, I just feel like I didn't know what to talk about. And I felt really embarrassed about it. I literally remember going home after that conversation with the guidance counselor and Googling conversation starters. Like, how fucking awkward is that for a 10-year-old girl to go and Google conversation starters and then I came back the next day to lunch like, so, did you catch that game? Or how's the weather? Like, the awkwardness was leaping out. I feel like it almost made it worse because, like, I just went from having nothing to say to just being that girl who had nothing but just surface topic conversations. Like, none of those answers or none of those topics were going to help my classmates better understand me or know who the real me was, know what my interests, what my likes are. And I feel like I realized that as I developed the skill to articulate and communicate effectively, it allowed me to be more confident. And then my confidence was gained when I finally found people to talk to who were really intrigued and interested at the various things that I had to say because we shared common interests, common likes. In the beginning of this summer, I started a series on TikTok called My Solo Adventures. I originally, I started it when my ex and I broke up as a way to kind of take myself out on little dates and solo adventures instead of waiting for a man to take me. Because it is the 21st century and we do not need a man for anything, ladies. We can do and be anything. But like I was saying... I wrote numerous activities down such as hiking, taking a cooking class, going to a figure drawing class, going to a jazz club, do a DIY project, etc. I put all of these into a fishbowl and I picked one one out each week. What started out as a cute way to get myself out of the house so that I wasn't sitting around crying and moping around about my breakup actually ended up being one of the best decisions I made this summer. My solo dates forced me to not only get out of my comfort zone, but give me new insight into myself and what I like to do. And I even discovered some things that I don't necessarily like to do. But I also learned how I like to be treated and developed a new standard for myself. I was not going to accept or be with anyone who did not meet or treat me to the same degree that I treated myself. Overall, my solo dates, they were definitely challenging at first. I mean, it can definitely be awkward arriving at places by yourself. I remember when I went to a comedy show by myself, I felt so awkward that I texted my mom for like a little reassurance. But the more I kept going out and doing things by myself, the more comfortable I began to feel. And that's the thing about self-confidence. It forms from repetitiveness. The more you do something over and over again, the more confident you begin to feel about doing that particular task. But more importantly, what I think a lot of people fail to see is, yes, self-confidence comes from repetitiveness, but it really comes from persistence, not accepting failure. You can do something over and over again, but around the second time, a lot of people will stop trying. They'll usually abort a jump ship and move on to the next thing. But it's the ones who stick around through that fifth 
or 10th failure who really developed the skill of confidence. Because without that confidence, they wouldn't have the strength or the courage to get up that fifth or sixth time. But because they truly believe in themselves and they truly believe in their passion or their goal or their dream, they're willing to get back up despite all those failures. It's those people who recognize that failures are just another opportunity to learn and grow from. So how do you obtain self-confidence? Because it's definitely not something that just happens overnight. It's something you have to work for. Like I said, it comes from repetitiveness. It comes from feeling sure of yourself and believing in yourself. And in order to do that, there needs to be those quiet conversations that you have with yourself either in your room or in the morning before you go to brush your teeth where you look into the mirror and say, I am the greatest. I am growing and learning every day. I believe in myself and my skills. Because if you don't say it and believe it, how do you expect anyone else to? According to Harvard Psychology Study, the brain can't really differentiate between a real memory and an imagined one. This is why visualization and manifestation are so important. It's those affirmations that we speak to ourselves, those manifestations that we try to impose. You need to become aware of what you want and hold that image in your mind for it to move into reality. You're moving that image, that idea, that dream, that passion from your subconscious mind into your conscious mind. Another way to further develop your self-confidence is to conquer your past. Oftentimes our anxiety and insecurity comes not from where we are now, but what we've been through before. So in order to move on, you must first try to make sense out of it and navigate through those past experiences and see how they've been affected. See what lessons and tips that they can take from it. Another great way to further develop your self-confidence is construct a high self-worth. I touched upon this a lot in the last episode, but sometimes we don't feel confident because we don't feel we have something to offer. But that's not true. Each and every person has their own gifts, their own strengths and weaknesses. Having a high self-worth helps us to fight off criticism, shame, limiting beliefs. It allows us to value ourselves and not let other people dictate our own value. And lastly, strive to constantly be learning. Learning can give you a sense of achievement, a sense of drive and overall feeling like you're moving forward towards something, which in return can help transform the way you feel about yourself. See, the truth is we're all seeking confidence. If you're someone who's ever lacked confidence, felt insecure, or had moments of uncertainty, know that you are not alone. Like I said earlier, developing and building your self-confidence takes time. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. And that's why I'm going to continue to talk about it as well as other things in this month-long series of 
learning to love ourselves because it it's a it's a marathon it's a what is the phrase it's a sprint it's not a race it's the same thing those are one and the same or no it's a race it's not what is the phrase oh my god i need to google it it's (laughs) it's a marathon it's not a sprint so thank you for listening to this episode of above the mean i hope you liked it and enjoyed Definitely make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. I love to hear your feedback. So really definitely let me know your thoughts and opinions on building your self-confidence. And next week, I will continue on with the Love Yourself series. And I plan to dive into the theme of setting boundaries or the law of vibration within yourself. I don't know. I'm kind of going back and forth. So we'll see. But definitely stay tuned. Um, As always, you know, I'll be uploading new episodes every Tuesday. And as always, remember, don't settle for average. Rise above the mean and stand out.